Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yo, tell you what I want, what I really, really want. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. My name is Patrick. My name is Ethan. And we have a podcast. And we're going to record really late at night. Ah. If you want to hear my podcast, you got to pay the Patreon. Welcome to The Crunch, episode 39. It's your boy, Ethan, a.k.a. Bro Bustle. And I'm Patrick, at Catholic Pat. This is the last episode that we're going to have that I will be completely sober. <laughs> <laughs> the point of hilarity for you. The point of hilarity every Nothing single further. time. Yeah, no. For those of you that don't know, I turned 21 in one day after this is going out, and I'm very, very excited. That's insane. To finally be a part, you guys heard the, if you haven't heard the alcohol episode, go back and listen to I'm Great at Moonshine, but uh, long story short, I didn't drink, I haven't drank, um, and my first my first time drinking will be Sunday night at midnight, and it's going to be a pretty exciting occasion to finally take part in the wonderful Catholic world of drinking responsibly, um, and I'm very, very excited about it, and it's finally here, and it's really weird, but yeah, just letting you know, Patrick, <laughs> I'm going to be... Kind of hammered for the rest of our episodes. (laughs) I'll join you in the promised land in six months. Is anyone getting you the Drinking with the Saints book? Probably. I'm probably going to get like four copies of it. TBH. Yeah, I feel like one's coming from Catholic Drinky. Another's Mm -hmm. coming from Catching Foxes. One's coming from me and a fourth is coming from uh, someone else. I don't know. Shout out. Who am I going to shout out? Who cares? (laughs) You just trailed off that so hard. It's too late for Patrick to, <laughs> just... to care about making references to any other people. Shout out Julie Lai. I told her I would shout her out. Whatever. We're moving on. Does Julie Lai still that listen? That brick wall of a segue. Yeah. Probably not. We're She's not. She's too cool for us. She's too cool for us. Can I? I want to be popular in Life Teen. I want everybody in Life Teen to listen to us. Here's, here's the thing about that. They're never going to. <laughs> hey, Ethan. <laughs> Ethan, here's the thing about your dream. Not possible. <laughs> no. <laughs> Here's the thing about your dream. It sucks and it's impossible. I just want... I just want... I, for this Father's Day, all I want for this Father's Day oh, is for shoot. Mark Hart to look me in the eye and say, I'm proud of you. <laughs> Mark Hart is everyone's dad. <laughs> hey, hey, is that your dad up on stage there? Yeah, yeah, that is my dad. It's your dad, too. <laughs> that is my dad. Mark Hart's all of our dads. And then, I mean, God the Father is all of our dads. So, like, Mark Hart is basically an intercessory dad. <laughs> is this heresy? I hope not. I hope not, too. <laughs> We're in the clear right now, though. Yeah. We're, we've, we've moved past the... We've moved past people expecting orthodoxy, so we're... <laughs> At this point, everything's kosher. Yeah, let's just do a real quick, since we did those shouts outs outs for our moms on Mother's Day, let's do (laughs) shout outs to our dads real quick. Yeah, shout out, dad. Um, Shout out to my dad, James. Uh, Dad, if you're listening, 
I love you very much. Thank you for being supportive of this podcast um, and for coming up with the name of the podcast. Without you, uh, we wouldn't have our sick branding. So uh, that's what I'm most thankful for. Um, supporting me as I go to college is also nice, but mostly I'm thankful for the, the branding. I love you. <laughs> shout out dad. Shout out branding. My dad taught me a lot about branding. My dad used to do signs and advertising, so he always taught me how crappy other people's signs looked and how I should not make things look crappy. So shout out dad for my eye for design. That has not helped us yet so far on the podcast, but hopefully will help us later. Shout out dad for always driving me places and for trying to listen to the podcast, even though you don't have an aux cord in your truck, which I hated in high school, but now have come to be okay with. It's a really specific dad shout out. <laughs> I mean, I only have one. His name is Pat Jr. I am the third. You're Patrick. I don't know if you knew that. Pa- oh, that's where the I.I.I. comes from. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Wow. Well, there you go. Um, thanks to our dads, uh, the other half of making this podcast possible. Our moms do like ninety percent of the work, and our dads are just there, like, ah. I guess that's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's just my. That's my generic dad noise. Ah. Oh, dad. <laughs> tonight, tonight we were playing cards, and my, my dad got a hand, and he looked at it, and he went. <laughs> and me and Alex couldn't stop laughing for like 20 minutes it was hilarious um, James Stevie what a guy what a guy uh, anyway real quick very very important news um, if you have not pre-ordered a t-shirt yet this is the last week to do it your last chance it's we're not even going to remind you again because we don't have a podcast between now and when I'm putting the order in so um, everybody get your we'll we'll be so what's gonna happen is i'm going to like basically everyone who pre-ordered i'm gonna bill you all this week and i'm gonna say hey give me your money and so expect that within the next week otherwise you will not get your shirt until you have fulfilled the payment um and you might actually lose your shirt if you don't pay within the week we give it to a homeless person if you don't if you don't pay for it we'll give it to a homeless person and uh, which is what which is what Jesus would have wanted exactly. So yeah, so don't, don't pay, wear your shirt. So don't pay for the if you, shirt if you don't want to help the poor. Order your shirt now. <laughs> um, yeah. So I know personally, like I, I, I'm sweaty all the time, and I'm just thinking, like, if I'm gonna be sweaty, it might as well be in a sick crunch shirt. You know, <laughs> like if you're gonna have pit stains, you might as well be advertising high quality new evangelization media. Am I right, Patrick? You're right, and also these shirts will not be sweaty because they're a tri-polymer blend that <laughs> breathes. So, there's that. Oh. Ethan was very specific in the shirts. He's like, we're not getting any 100% cotton BS. We're getting the good stuff. We're getting we're getting comfort colors, and so I went on the website, and I found a comfort colors knockoff, and I bought them. Yay, we did it. So order your shirt. Send an email to store at thecrunchcast.com with your name, address, shirt size, shirt color, and sleeve length. We have long sleeve and short sleeve in three different colors. Is that right? Yes. There's a gray, there's yeah, a red. three different colors. And an indigo, purplish kind of thing. Yeah. Um, for the long sleeve, the colors vary. So if you want a long sleeve, we've only had five people order the long sleeve. So if you ordered a long <laughs> sleeve... Message me and I'll tell you the other color options because the colors do not match up with the short sleeves. That's my fault. I'm sorry. But we're all learning here. <laughs> Indeed. Um, all right. I think that's that's that. That's the most important thing that we had at the beginning. Um, yep. 
Otherwise, I'm I've been slamming this apple juice and I am raring to go on this topic. I am I've been hydrating. I've been nursing this water for the last 30 minutes and I'm I'm hydrated and ready to go. Do you have a degree for that? Do I have a degree? Well, no, I'm, I'm thinking it's about like okay. 75 degrees. Oh, a, a nurse, degree. A nursing degree. Oh. A nursing degree. Wow. That was not the first thing I thought of when I said the word nursing, but I guess. We went we jumped like three different places on that joke. Yeah. Nursing <laughs> nursing a cup to nursing the profession to degree the temperature. Oh, it's it's late at night. We have to do this. Okay. Homophones. So, this past week, I was listening to um, a great podcast by our friend Michael Gormley over on Catching Foxes. Um, he was by himself this week because Luke is doing some conference in City Redacted, and he and basically Gomer was talking about kind of this new realization that he'd had and um, kind of some steps that he was taking for self-improvement. And I liked what he said, and I'm probably going to insert it right here. The concept where he says, listen, okay, so let's say you can do one or two pull-ups. I can't, I can do zero pull-ups. Okay. But then he says, okay, so this is what you do. You buy a pull-up bar and you put it on your door frame, you know, one of those pull-up bars, right? And you put it on your door frame and he says, and every time you walk by that pull-up bar, you you tell yourself, I'm going to do one or two pull-ups. And you do them. And you do it probably 15, 20 times during the day. And what you end up finding is while it's not as good as doing a strong, sustained workout uh, to increase your, you know, your chest and arm muscles in order to do the pull-up, what you're doing is you're still building strength. You're greasing the gears. But we want to take those principles and apply them to prayer. Exactly. Yes. Right? That's exactly right. Um well, kind of apply them on the same page as you, my yeah. co-host. Well, we're applying them to prayer, but we're also applying them to the Christian life in general. Um, gotcha. So, here's here's my thought, right? Here's my idea that I've had, and this also. So, this is not only okay. So, discipline is very important, right? Because you let's let's go with greasing the gears. So, let's say that you pray for ten seconds every day, and you say one Hail Mary every single day. That is one way of quote unquote greasing your neurological groove, because if you take the time out of your day to pray for ten seconds, then eventually, let's say you do it for a week, the next week praying for twenty seconds will be twice as easy, you know. And of course, you can extrapolate this. Like, I mean, some of us want to pray for more than ten seconds. You know, uh, you pray for five minutes and pray a lot for of us ten... should want to pray more. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, pray for five minutes every day, then praying for ten minutes every day will be a lot easier, and so on and so forth. If you go to Mass once a week outside of Sunday, or even just going to Mass on Sunday, it'll make going to Mass sometimes during the week a lot easier. If you go to confession three times a year instead of, you know, like you, can, you yeah. see how this can apply to a lot of different areas. And so what I'm thinking is that you have to treat it like we hear this all the time, but you got to treat it like a workout. But this, I kind of want to apply a different like aspect to it. Mm hmm. So I'm coming sense. up with a ton of workout metaphors in my head yeah. right now, but we'll you can, skip those. You can find a ton of workout metaphors. Everybody has given a talk on this, and I think it's stupid. But let's. I want to. I want to <laughs> change. <laughs> I want to change the direction on it a little bit because I think it's good, yeah. but I don't think it's good enough. Like we're we're not in high school anymore. Like we deserve a bit better than that. And so, as is tradition, I was reading um, "Abandonment to Divine Providence." one of my favorite books wait what what's that uh, abandonment to divine uh, providence is that a cd is it a book on tape is that a movie <laughs> oh it's a, a book it's a book yes it's a physical physical it's a book, book. You've read here let me rustle the pages for you that i just bought on amazon 
Very, very rustly. Oh, sweet. That's yes. that's, that's, that's a sick book. Sick book, bro. Um, and so I was reading this, You're pretty this far into it. section. I'm 100 pages in. I'm 123 pages in. That's far. I was reading this section. And oh, wow. I, How many pages is it? It's like 600. Yeah. I would read a, a direct quote, but it's pretty convoluted and confusing. So I condense it down into like, I'm going to give it to you straight. So basically what he says in this chapter is, um, so like a musician... Like a musician learns the rules of music, and then once he masters the rules, then he's able to work within the framework of those rules to become a true artist, a true innovator, a genius um, in the realm of music, right? Much the same as, you know, in our Christian lives, if we master the rules of the Christian life, then we become experts, we become artists, we become geniuses, we the Christian life then becomes like art. It becomes more pure love. It becomes a beautiful expression of our humanity. Um, yeah. And so I want to, I want to kind of take the concepts of like, yes, like greasing the neurological grooves is good and treating your, your faith life as a workout is good, but there's another aspect to it that the Catholic church brings like, cause that works, that works perfectly in like a Protestant Christian sense, but it does not work fully in a uh, Catholic Christian sense, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, well, you... I told you, I told yeah, you the yeah, story yeah. about like, I told you that about uh, me taking the FCAT, which is the Florida standardized test that all the <laughs> elementary school kids have to take. So there was a, there was a writing component of the FCAT that I hated because it was five paragraph essay format. I couldn't stand it. I was like, why do I have to learn five paragraph essay format? This is ridiculous. Why does it have to be five paragraphs specifically? No more, no less. If I have to learn this, then everything should be five paragraph essay format. Poems, books, movies, everything. Five paragraph essay. And so I I started to like be like, fine, I'll just I'll just do it. I'll just learn how to, you know, do it this way if you want me to, so I can pass this test. But then looking back, it taught me how to make a point and defend it and present it in a clear and concise way. And once I learned those rules, like introduction, three points, conclusion, once I learned that style, I was able to split point one into five paragraphs and then have the conclusion be maybe like a page, like um, writing a 10 page, a 10 page paper for my theology final this year was essentially a five paragraph essay just just you know expanded so that I could actually make a point even better so learning that rule learning that five paragraph essay rule and mastering it made me able to go further in argument and making a point and writing than I could have before if I just wanted to just like say things in my own my own way so wait you know so Patrick so what you're saying is that rules are good oh you're doing this thing you're doing the thing where you like pretend wait, to wait, Patrick. Come to a conclusion. Based Hold on a minute. On this. Here's what I'm gathering from this. This is a revelation for me. Rules are not bad. Just right in the second you're having a revelation right now. Yeah, this is crazy. I've never. That's amazing. I've never thought this before in my life. Now I'm thinking, wow, everything's <laughs> changed. I gotta go get a. It's new... like the Fire Nation attack. It's like the Fire Nation attack. So let's okay, let's back this up. Right. So much the same that Patrick uh, works magic within his his rules of essay writing. The Catholic Church does too. Boom. 
transition. Um, so a lot of people in the world and in America specifically hate the Catholic Church. Um, and one of the biggest reasons, or or at least people that used to be Catholic, when they and you say, "Well, why aren't you Catholic anymore?" The biggest reason that they'll give you is, "I just couldn't handle all of the rules. I just hate." All these people telling me what to do all the time. Like, I'm my own person. I'm not a murderer or anything. What is this voice? (laughs) I'm not a murderer. What is this voice? (laughs) This is 11 o'clock Ethan, ladies and gentlemen. This is is 11 o'clock Ethan with no drinks. Tune in next week. Oh, boy. I Sorry, I just kind of kept going and I didn't want to stop. So many problems with the rules. Just, I'm my own person. <laughs> Throw that. I I get it, but like I know a lot. Some some people that are listening to us might be like, "Well, guys, you're stupid. There are a ton of rules in Catholicism, and a ton of them seem stupid." But, but you're wrong. <laughs> but you're wrong. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast where you learn that you are probably you're incorrect. Wrong. Um. Okay. Let's back it up. I'm not trying to call anybody out. I'm not trying to say anything. But I am saying that that is society's perception of the Catholic Church is that there are just too many gosh darn rules. And yeah. hopefully you can kind of see the point that we're getting to here is that these rules exist to enhance our lives, okay? So let's mm-hmm. let's back it up, right? Let's let's make some sense out of this. So I'm really good at backing it up. Let's back it up. <laughs> back 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 <laughs> it up. Now what? Let's uh, what? let's what? What? <laughs> let's throw this in a circle, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Let's all get together and have a dance party. <laughs> <laughs> that was sweet. Ooh. Okay, okay, okay. We're actually backing up this time. Think about, think about, let's think about the most basic rule that the Catholic Church has. Patrick, what is it? For the, for the laity to follow. Uh, what would you say that the most basic rule for the laity to follow in Catholicism is? A basic rule: Love God. What? Like, I was, are you saying? Are you saying like go to mass on Sundays? That's the one I was looking for. Go to mass that on Sundays. It. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a reason that this rule exists, right? There are there are tons of you know oh you know honor the Lord's Day. Um, Jesus said, "Do this in remembrance of me." We're supposed to do this to honor the Lord's Day um, because that's you know, Easter and this that and the other thing. There's lots of you know theological reasons. There's another great reason um, is the reception of grace right? Which is super important. Like grace is this actual thing that we receive when we go and go to the mass and receive the sacraments. Um, so that is in a matter of sense, I'm going to, I'm going to flip this phrase on its head here, greasing the theological groove. Boom. So I'm saying, right? The spiritual groove. The spiritual groove. Yes. The spiritual groove. So I'm saying that you go to mass every Sunday. You threw off my groove. You're <laughs> <laughs> so you go to mass every Sunday, right? You are greasing your spiritual groove by going to mass every Sunday. Okay. When you when you go to confession, you know, um, let's say you go to confession regularly once a month, you are greasing a spiritual groove by receiving that grace. You know, um, these things are good. Right, and this is why we do them more and more. Right, so if I go to mass every sun or every single day of the week instead of just on Sundays, then my groove is going to be greased more than if I just went on Sundays. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Crunch. 
Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I feel like you can't, I feel like you can't explain this without throwing a workout metaphor in you there. You really can't, but it's, this is the best way for that I know how to do it. I mean, like, I, I, um, in in my example, I used to never stretch before workouts because I thought it was stupid. Yeah, and I paid for it because it hurt, and it's like, oh, I'm not actually benefiting from this workout as much as I could if I stretched and like, you know, worked out my. Sp- so it's like, why why do I have to go to mass every Sunday? Why do I have to pray every day? Why can't I, why do I have to pray every day? Why can't I just go to mass every Sunday? You know, it's like you sure, sure. You could just go to mass every Sunday and not pray every day. But you're just not going to get the benefits and you're not going to grow if you don't do these things. Um <clears throat> I feel like it kind of that's that's a different point. You're right. No, no, no. So this so this is the ultimate point that I'm trying to get to, right? Is that there are rules in place like don't drink until you're 21 um or follow follow the law of the land in regards to drinking. Um, don't have sex until you're married. Don't watch pornography. Do not masturbate. Those kinds of rules are in place because they uh, continually grease our spiritual groove every time we follow them, right? So every time we turn down a temptation, yeah. every time we turn down a sin, every time we follow a teaching of the church and defend the church, we are greasing our spiritual grooves. And mm-hmm. that in okay, turn, that in turn makes our spiritual lives better. That grows us. That brings us closer to God. That grows our Christian life. That makes it something better and something uh, unique that you know other people don't necessarily have. And so I'm saying, like, if if you can if you can understand that, like, yes, going to mass every Sunday is a good thing, and that rule should be followed. Then it's not a far jump to say, okay, then all of the rules that the church has in place. Are must be there for a good reason, and if I follow them, they will lead me to something greater. Yeah, and so I think that I personally will submit to the. I keep burping because there's all this apple juice. This is bad. Apple juice doesn't have any. All right, I, don't, never I don't know what's happening to me to my body. Uh, so I personally am going to submit to the church in every single situation, no matter what. Like if I'm wrong and. I learn that I've been wrong because there's a church teaching on it. I'll say, oh, shoot, I have changed my life now because I know that the church would only teach something that's going to make my life better. And that's that's just a fact. That's just the way that it is. So if you or I or anybody is struggling with a church teaching, know that that teaching is there to grease our spiritual groove, to make our journey towards Christ faster, easier, better, in all ways, less painful. Grease makes thing everything less painful. You know, you go slip sliding around. You know, if you yeah. if you don't put any grease on that, you're going to get some rug burns. But if you if you grease it it's up, if you grease it up, you're going to slide for miles. If you if you put grease on food, it comes out easier. If you put grease on, on the food, back end, yes. 
<laughs> oh gosh, let's talk about poop for ten minutes. You gotta grease your spiritual poop. Um, <laughs> rhymes. Um, excrement. Yeah. Hold on. What were you saying before I? Before no, I was. I, I, I was done. I was done with my point. You can. Keep, you can keep going. Yeah, no, but like, what'd you say? Because I need to. I need to jump off of that. Shoot, dude, oh, I don't God. remember. I was saying that uh, follow the church because it makes Damn. our lives better. Oh yeah, yeah. It's always best to err on the side of caution when it comes to church teaching. Because like, what are the odds that you're right? That's what my that's what my uh, embryology professor always said. Like my embryology professor, he was um, he disagreed with the church's teaching on contraception for a while. As you know, someone who grew up and learned from a secular institution, he was like, "Well, I don't see why contraception is is bad." But and then he was like, "What are the odds that I'm right?" Like this institution that's been here for two thousand years and has been charged with protecting the earth from satan and has been charged with promoting truth what are the odds that i'm right he's like i'm 30 years old what are the odds i'm right um yeah so it's always best to err on the side of caution because i feel like obedience is overlooked especially in regards to the laity like we have we have um religious who take vows of obedience and we see that as something that's noble um the parable of the rich young ruler you know, he has he has the three things. He's he's rich, he has money, he's young, he is um he's virile. He's probably hot. And he, he yeah, he's probably hot and he has power, he's a ruler. And so the three vows that that the religious take, poverty, chastity, and obedience, contradict those. And so like we we submit we get rid of our authority, right? And we put our authority under the authority of the church and we say we submit to the church. Because the obedience of faith Faith, faith alone doesn't save you. We know that as Catholics, oh, here we right? Go. And this is what separates. Well, this is—I mean, this is why we kind of in in our preparation for this episode, we kind of divulged into like we descended into faith versus works, and that whole false dichotomy. Um, and we brought up Romans and how faith alone seems to come from Romans, and like every every uh, proponent of faith alone seems to exclusively quote Romans. But <laughs> I. <laughs> If you look at if you look at the first and last chapter of Romans, this fun little phrase pops up: the obedience of faith. It comes when Paul is uh, sal- in the salutation, the opening of the letter. He says um, that we've been we receive grace to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of Christ. And then at the end of the chapter, when Saint Paul is summing up all of salvation history, he says, um, "I can't find it." Oh, we have. According to the command of the eternal God, we are to bring about the obedience of faith. So he doesn't mess around with faith. He says it's an, it's about obedience. So if your faith isn't obedient, it's not faith. I think that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, you just you just slammed it down. Uh, so I mean, even if even if you don't buy like the authority of the church, I hope you buy the authority of the Bible. And the the Bible says, <laughs> Bible says follow the church. So uh, you can't really have one without the other. Unfortunately, I don't know. Just a little, just a little tale. This is actually relevant. Maybe I don't know how close. We're As opposed to everything I said, which one? No, 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 no. That's really good, and I'm glad <laughs> that you said that. I was just thinking about this while you were talking. So, uh, gotcha. This is kind of a story that's a little bit relevant since my 21st is very soon. Um, me not drinking 
until I turned 21 and turning down drinks for three straight years in college at almost every single weekend. Every single weekend I had to, I told someone, no, I don't drink. No, I don't drink. No, I don't drink. Doing that, I think, uh, helped my faith life in so many different ways that I, that I don't even realize. I mean, yeah, I had lots of lots of ups and downs in the, the the first couple years of college. Definitely, like my faith life was not in a good spot freshman and sophomore year. But that's okay. But I think that that thing that was held constant, that rule that I was following, even if I was breaking other rules, if even if I was sinning in other ways, I was obedient to that rule. And I mean, going to mass every Sunday and all those things, I was obedient to an, the rules. And because of that, I stayed within a framework that allowed me to. Even after I had, you know, fallen off the wagon in a couple of areas, it allowed me to center myself and say, okay, I still have this framework. This still means something to me. So I, when I had, you know, when I reconverted my heart, um, or when I guess God reconverted my heart, um, back you to, go. you know, <laughs> loving, loving the faith in a true and authentic way again, um, then I, ha- I still had this framework and that framework never left. And because I followed that, because I knew that it was right when I was in high school, that allowed me to grow so incredibly fast and, you know, even, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to make any presumptions about what would have happened in, in other situations, but I think that following the framework, you know, saved me in a lot of different ways. I don't know. Yeah. Rules. Adherence to church teaching helps you. Wow. What was that? Um, yeah. That, that that analogy that you gave, yeah, yeah, or yeah. that you quoted G.K. Chesterton. Yeah, Chesterton, my boy, um, the the largest son in British history. Uh, he he in his book Orthodoxy, he talks about this metaphor um, for you know our lives on Earth. So God essentially sets us up, and he puts us in a playground. Right, Earth is our playground. Um, there's lots of things to do, lots of things to you know slide down trees, ramps, hills, etc. And so God, so the earth is, we're, we're on top of this mountain, right? And God has put a fence around this playground on the top of the mountain. Um, and Chesterton says that the fence and, you know, and what's inside the fence is, you know, um, I think he might be, t- or th- he might be talking about God's will or, or some, some type of, I mean, the, the will of the church or something. He's relating it to, you know, following rules, right? And being obedient, like we were talking about earlier. And he says, you know, if you are obedient, if you remain obedient, you stay inside the fence and you live the way that God has intended you to live, okay? For the people that try to climb over the fence and try to, you know, outsmart God and try to say, oh, I don't need your fence. I don't need your protection. I don't need your, you know, what you set up for me. They they fall off this sheer face of a cliff and die. Um, so, I mean, these rules are good and they help us live a better life. They keep us in this amazing, awesome playground that God has given us. Um, and if we try to outsmart him, if we forsake his protection that he's given us, because if we see the church as a protector of the earth, then that changes a lot of things too, like you were talking about earlier. And we just say, like, imagine if you said that to your parents, your parents are like, no, don't, don't, don't jump on the train tracks, Jimmy, there's a train coming. And you say, screw you, mom, I am the train tracks. And then you get hit by a train and you die. You know, you, 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 you die, you get brutally murdered by a train. Um, yeah. That that is essentially so God says, like, what you do to God when you say, "Oh, I'm not going to follow this tenet of church teaching." What back, back to like my whole like writing thing earlier. My uh, 
I remember the first time I ever saw an author start a sentence with the word and. <laughs> and I brought it to my first grade teacher. I'm like, hey, <laughs> teacher, what what's this? What's this nonsense? You can't start a sentence with a con with a a conjunction. And she was like, well, you know, you know, sometimes sometimes when when you know the rules, like when you know the rules, then you have some kind of like license to operate even in things, even in ways like seem to contradict the rules. You know, like they're like the smaller rules. So like like staying away from the fence in the first place. You know, it's like I, I don't know if you saw I'm going with this. Obviously, like there are rules that are bigger, but like until you know the rules, you shouldn't even touch the fence. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So like, like and everybody wants to. And it's like, you know, okay, I know the rules of haiku. So like, okay, I'm I'm a poet or whatever. I know the rules and I want to like break this rule to make a point in my art. It's like everybody nowadays want, seems to like they want to operate outside of the rules without knowing what the rules are. So they're just like, you know what? Rules are just stupid entirely. So we're just going to throw them out and everyone's jumping over the fence. Even though there's so much possibility here. There's so many slides and ramps and trees and <laughs> hills and, and girls to chase around with boogers. That's what I do in playgrounds. Yo, a girl tried to kiss me on the playground in kindergarten. Scariest 20 minutes of my life. Most action Ethan has ever gotten. Zing. <laughs> gotcha. Got him. Right there. That was depressing. Based. Oh, boy. <laughs> that hurt. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, first of all, if you're, if, you're ignorant, if you're ignorant on church teaching, not to say that you're an ignorant person, but if you, if you don't know about church teaching um, on issues, just look them up. Or ask somebody. Good. Ask somebody that knows. Patrick and I are more than happy to direct you to the proper uh, catechism paragraph if you can't find it on your own. You know, Catholic yeah. Answers has entire pages dedicated to this sort of thing. Um, the Catholicism subreddit, Catholic Twitter. Uh, there are tons and tons of places and resources that you can. Your parish priest. You know, places that hopefully. you can. Hopefully, yeah. Sure. Places that you can go to to find the church teaching on on hot button issues. Um, or not, maybe not even hot button issues. Maybe just something that you're or even, struggling or with. Or even cold button cold issues. Cold button like, issues. You know, freezing temperature button. Like docetism. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's, that's fun. <laughs> let's talk about, let's talk about Christology and heresies in relation to it for 30 minutes now. Yeah. So docetism is, I'm just kidding. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. No, let's, let's carry on. Um, but yeah, do that. That's my that's that's all I want to say. That's that's my Father's Day message is honor your father by learning about his church. Bam. Oh, that was good. You know how you know how your dad watches you while you're at the playground? I'm just saying or or plays with you on the playground. God, Jesus, Jesus plays with us on the playground. Thought all comes together. We've, the analogy works. We did it. Father's Day. Oh. Father's Day. Oh. <clears throat> we did it. Loisimos. All right. Yeah. I hope you you stuck around long enough to hear that sick connection that we just made. Oh yeah. Yeah, bro. Sure. Uh, yeah. I don't have anything else to say on this topic. I feel like we copied Catching Foxes a lot in the first half, but that's okay. But then we pulled it together and we gave it our own crunchy spice. We gave it our own little flavor there. Our own. It's it's uh. Gomer, okay, Gomer, Gomer told him. me that I would give it my own youthful swagger. Oh, when you talked to him about it, <laughs> yeah. And I think I think we did, so that's good. It's okay if we want if we if they want to fight us, they've already admitted they don't work out, so we can take them. Bada boom, bada bing. And as we know, you run. I do. I'm very fast. Uh, Ram. 
Right. You run. I running. I running now. Uh, <laughs> can we let's wrap it up so the people can go go home. Yep. Uh, we talked about t-shirts. We are twelve dollars away from two hundred dollars a month on Patreon. Twelve dollars. Shout out to all of those who donated recently. Yeah. Um, when we get to two hundred, not only not only will we host a show, an extra fifteen minute show for our Patreon listeners exclusively, but Ethan will also wrap all of their names. Oh, true. I'll even I'll even here's here's an extra thing. I'll even make a beat. I will make a personal beat for the Patreon <laughs> listeners. How, yeah. Uh-huh. I'll go volunteer you for that just now and you're just in, you're just into it. I'm down. I don't have anything else That's to do. That's the best part of it. <laughs> yes, you do. You have a day job. <laughs> I'm super busy. Uh, so that'll be good. Patreon is very important. It helps us um, do things like the t-shirts, um, organize things like live shows, um, just puts a little extra money in our pocket for expenses and other things that may come up. And also... And corporate retreats to the Caribbean. Yeah. Also, you're just you're paying us for, for the content we make. So if you want to support us... That's the way to do it. Um, follow us on Facebook. We're facebook.com slash the crunchcast. We are not active on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> like most people our age, we are not on Facebook, sort of. Yeah. So we're, we're um, working on making that better. Uh, if you really want to hang out with us, we're on Twitter. Um, at Propostle for me and at Catholic Pat for Patrick. Um, and we're both trying to get on Instagram, which is just I, our names yeah. at Ethan Stevie and at Patrick Nevy the third. I, I, I. Yeah. Um, wow. I can't think of anything else of importance. Um, I, we next week. We'll be releasing the interview with Jake, I believe. Um, yes. We interviewed our friend Jake. Who, so we get a break. Yeah. We get a bit of a break. Who's our friend. He's a Catholic socialist kind of. That's interesting. It's very interesting. So we, brace yourselves for that one. Break yourself for that one. If you're a diehard capitalist, uh, you might learn some things because I definitely did. Um, yeah, same. Let's see. Other than that, I don't. I don't think I have anything else. Um, I have nothing else. Sweet. Let's do crunch of the week. Let me pull it up. Oh, sick. Let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. See, I'm already rapping. I'm already ready for it. I've been listening to hip hop all week. And I feel like I could start slinging coke if I wanted to. <laughs> you weren't even listening. <laughs> the username Pat. No, it wasn't because the username Patrick Nevy, like just my name, is taken by someone with six followers and no posts, and I'm pissed. Um, How am I going to brand? Can I do the crunch of the week? Are you done being angry? Yes. Okay. A most excellent podcast by Furtado. This podcast has not only increased oh my, my desire to deepen my faith, but has also increased my desire to eat sugary cereals. Pat and Ethan, keep up the great work. It's cool to see the awesome impact you have made on so many people with your podcast in such a short time. Thank you, Furtado. That's the third crunch of the week that's been someone I know and am friends with in real life. No way. That was not on purpose. Furtado. Shout out Sarah Furtado. Shout out Sarah Furtado. Um, yeah, that's it. That's the whole thing. That's all we got. That's all we got. We don't have anything else. Music's all we got. Thank you for listening. Please pray for us. We will be praying for you, and we will see you on the Twitters.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.